before we get into the show, sweat equity. Yeah, feeling it. Are you feeling it? Unfortunately. Ooh, I feel it. <sighs> we got to do these pre-roll ads because this place has got to make a little money. It's going to kick up a little high. Yeah. I got it. A little sultry. I got it, baby. If you need a business line for your your side hustle for your business, uh, you need a vanity number. One of them that spells out, like, eat me, 69. You want to get, like... 312 eat me 69. Definitely taken. That one's probably taken in every area code. But trygrasshopper.com forward slash sweat. You get $50 off your phone line. We get a hookup here that helps the show. Uh, our other sponsors, FreshBooks, accounting software. We've done all the accounting softwares. I hate uh, zero, spell with an X. Um, not a word. Not a word. I don't like it. And it, it just make up words. Feels Chinese. And mm, well, okay. Look, I'm not xenophobic. I'm just not down with it. Uh, and then QuickBooks, we had for four years, and I finally just kicked them to the curb. I did FreshBooks. GoFreshBooks.com forward slash sweat. It gives a little shekels back to this podcast. You get a hookup of a discount uh, by signing up. GoFreshBooks.com forward slash sweat. That direct deposit that they just came out with is so huge. When you're cash strapped, when your cash flows are really low and you have to wait for these invoicing systems like QuickBooks to take sometimes eight business days. What are they doing? To get it in your goddamn, you press your button, goddamn money, dude. Just press the button on the other end. So uh, it's easy. GoFreshBooks.com forward slash sweat. Last one is WarbyParkerTrial.com forward slash sweat. Warby Parker. I'm wearing these glasses right now. Um, they're 95 bucks. Wow. A lot of people think they're a lot more. They're and they're not prescription though. They are. Oh, they are prescription. I thought you were Eagle Eye Jones. I I wear them to look smart in meetings okay. mostly, but I do have a starbursty effect with lights that I don't like. Uh, that prescription takes it out. One eyes twenty twenty. One eyes twenty fifteen. How they got corrected was by my prescription glasses. Oh. Did you know that? No. Kinda I thought like, that. Okay. Kind of like a retainer for your teeth. See, I thought if you took your glasses off, your eyes would get stronger. I don't know how this works. See, this is what my eye doctor told me. WarbyParkerTrial.com forward slash sweat, like key sweat, the R&B champ of the 90s. Mm -hmm. And uh, lastly, we're, we're in Creative Loafing's uh, Best of the Bay. If anybody is in the Tampa Bay area, it is the alternative newspaper. Uh, you're, Eric's in for up, best up-and-coming radio personality. That's me. This podcast is up for best podcast. The studio, Sweat Lodge Studio is up for best recording studio. Our guest, Serena Fezan. <laughs> Yay! Uh, you got her that's, right. <laughs> that's how I brought you in. See, real slick-like. Uh, what And your best TV personality. Yes, I'm so flattered. I'm up for uh, best comedian, which would be really funny because I've not been on stage more than 40 funny. times. That, too. Uh, I want to win it just to piss off a lot of comedians. Guys, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> we haven't you. done anything, really. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I was going to surprise you on the air. <laughs> I'm telling you, I saw all your nominations, but we're three steps uh, ahead. Trust me, we knew. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've got Google alerts on everything. Yeah. Um, hey, let me start this show real quick. We'll start it, but what uh, about my sweat equity? Yeah. Sweat equity. Sweat, 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 sweat equity. My sweat equity. My, my, my sweat equity. Good. Can I get a hottie toddy, Eric? Can I get a hottie toddy? You Got knew I was going to do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> All I, right. Feeling good. I love that intro, by the way. Oh, 
Thank you. That's all, Eric. Right uh, now. Mas- yep. Master producer. Yeah. Speaking Dropping of master producer uh, behind the glass, Tampaniac Pictures, John Paul Labalda. Hi. Thanks, Law. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right. He knew he came in quick. Great job. Yeah. He knew it was coming the up. Best ever. So, what's going on? Uh, and you were just on H. LN the other night. Yes, yeah. I was just on HLN. Uh, Ven- Vengeance, Killer Neighbors. Okay. And it's about the George Trapella case. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it happened in Polk County. This poor woman named Peggy Carr was poisoned. And <laughs> that used to be a way. Wait, that used to be how women would kill men back in the day, right? Right. Like in the 70s. Oh, yeah. They mm-hmm. would do the slow poison. Grind up mm-hmm. a little glass in their food. <laughs> That's how you're going, bro. <laughs> Stomach hurts. So, uh, do you guys like those kind of shows? No. I mean, are you hooked on those no. shows, or is this more of a girl thing? No, it's a girl it's thing. It's definitely a first world girl thing. I really? Think. Yeah, I don't listen to serial. I, I don't. I actually got, get kind of perturbed by the friends that were like, "Do you know what a podcast is?" I was like, <laughs> "I've told you, I've had one for years. Nice. <laughs> like, please tell your, you know, whoever." They're like. And this one's really good, though. <laughs> like, this thank you. This like a story. Yeah. The, so, Serial, there's like uh, My Favorite Murder, which uh, there's two comedians that do that. There's a bunch of them out there. The The serial killer shows are crazy. I, I don't get it. I don't really get reality shows where the women, like, are beating the shit out of each other the whole episode. Oh, you mean, like, the Bachelor shows and things like that? Well, they're not really... I mean, beating each other up. There's just a lot of verbally abusing. Yes, I get. Yes. I get morbid curiosity. I get that. Like, I think that's fine. the The part where you seek it out all the time to be scared in a way, and and then it, I it is juxtaposed to this thing where women I feel like are more scared than ever, and we've been safer than ever. I know we're dealing with this, and they're doing it on their own. Right, and so I feel like that can get in your own crawl if you're. If you're kind of watching these shows or movies or listening to podcasts or all about serial killers, you think there's a, like one in five chance you're going to be killed by a serial killer. Yeah, you know? it's probably like one in a million. Right? right, right. Yeah, no, but no, but you're right. But you should worry about like, you know, driving safely. Right. Like putting air in your tires it would actually probably benefit you way more than worrying about a serial killer. Weird, I did that today. Air pressure is a big thing. Yeah. No one wants yeah. to talk oh, I'm about huge it. Huge with air pressure. Hey, you want to you want to get better mileage in your car and you want to be safer. You got to check that that PSI, man. What's yeah. your PSI? I want to hear about 51. the uh, the Polk County neighbor murders. I okay, didn't, we'll I didn't save hear that PSI story. for another. We'll, we'll save that for later. Hot air talk. I know. You know, but it's interesting that you guys mentioned also with more women obsessed with these shows because as you both know, I've been spending a lot of time in You're Chicago. A woman. Oh. I'm a woman. <laughs> and but also a lot of time in Chicago with my nieces, my sister in laws, they are obsessed, right, with these shows. And so I've been, I've started on my website, SerenaFazan.com, I've started to write reviews on a lot of the shows I've watched, movies and things like that. And of course we can call, talk about that Pope County case. But the movie that I recently watched was the one about Ted Bundy. Uh-huh. Have you guys seen that one yet? By the, any chance? With, um, Zach Efron. Zac, yeah, yeah, I, I watched I, it I on mute to... for Zach Zac Efron. Oh, you did, yeah. <laughs> but that's a know. different thing. Well, that one, you know, I have to say maybe that drew me in a little bit well, at first. Yeah, but, you know, he's dreamy. Yeah, he's dreamy. But okay, so I was obsessed about finding out more about Rose Bundy. You know, Ted Bundy fathered a child. Her name is Rose Bundy, uh-huh. and she's out there somewhere. 
She's supposed to be around 37 years old. And the question is, where is Rose Bundy? Would you go into hiding, too, if you were her? Would I date her? yeah. I'd change my last name. Yeah. For sure. I'm sure she probably has. I live in Costa Rica Um, or something. That's why you can't find her. Okay. Right. I commend, though, her mother, who had a relationship with Ted Bundy, for hiding her, though. Because, I don't know. I was just... Going back to the whole female thing, obsessed with this, yeah, I couldn't sleep. I was up until like 3 or 4 in the morning researching it. I think it's a good indication, the women that really like this, I think it's a good indication that, you know, we want to create our own little kind of drama in a way Mm -hmm. that we don't have enough going on. I don't feel like... got it too easy. I don't feel like a lot of people in the hood are like really into serial killer shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I uh, mean, scared of getting shot for real. Right. Because you're worried about it like legit every day. Yeah. And so I, I feel like when we get too nerfed out, like on our own, we'll find we'll seek these things out. Right. Right. Yeah. I think humans do that in general. If it's not shows like that, they're going to do whatever to push themselves, get that little I don't know, that little edge, that buzz, get your, your adrenaline going somehow. I'm, I I feel keyboard soft, so I was like, I'm going to try to, and also I want to pick up a, uh, something that I suck at and see if I can get good at it. So I'm trying to do archery to get to bow hunting legit at one point. This is the years way for me actually doing it, like where you go out <clears throat> and have to like be in really good shape to like, you know, if you actually kill something, you got to carry it back. You got to do that too. You got to got to gut it. You got to do all this shit. And so, I'm I'm not a hunter at all. But I'm like, I think that there's there, that's kind of a clear example because I'm in here all day in AC mm-hmm. all day, and then we were talking about right before we got on the mic. Uh, we create that with maybe fitness a lot of the time, like trying to push yourself to the physical limits that way. Because you not we're not doing labor all day a lot of the time. We're we're doing a lot of digital stuff. So it's kind of like you got to find these kind of things to offset it. And I wish, I mean, I wish rather than sitting in front of a TV or your, your computer or, you know, on the phone and watching all these shows and using that as a distraction, you do things more like that. Yeah. Uh, well, Physical I mean, things. And listen to your podcast while you're on an elliptical or something. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, if it, if it's a way to, I don't listen to a lot of stories, I would say, other than Time Suck on a podcast, which is more of like a history podcast. But they have serial killers like every third episode. So he'll pick one topic. His fans pick one topic. I think it's even more than that. Yeah. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they've gone on a run of pick, but they picked ones that I've never heard of, which is cool. So that really interests me. And, he, and he's a comic, so he makes it funny. Uh, like really terrible, terrible. To, oh, yeah. Like the, the worst. worst murderers of all time. But he makes it entertaining and it has a lot of inside jokes after you listen for a while. So like that podcast is good. I just don't get like. The real uh, NPR, like uh, produced, it's in that, it's in that voice. It's like this. I think the NPR voice is so depressing. Yeah. Oh, it's so played out. Yeah. So everybody thinks that's what you got to do to have a, a podcast, and it's like I, we were saying that we, they, it should be a different name. These things that are like they're telling stories, and it's like a, it's not really a discussion. It's more of like an educational thing. It's like this should be podcast where you're talking to somebody having a conversation should be podcast yeah and then that should be whatever info cast whatever you want to call it yeah it should be because podcast the way we look at it is like authentic conversation or is about as close as you can get to real conversation and then like 
the the stuff that's produced like a show that's like its own deal yeah. uh, like i don't even count that as like a podcast oh. really um now alex jones i that that i can get into <laughs> do the whole thing <laughs> well i really need your guys's advice about uh, well many things like okay but we'll start with the podcast i love giving advice yes well you guys are awesome way. You guys, you no guys, one listens to it, so no, I, no you I think, do, but no. <laughs> I think no, you have tons of viewers. Are you kidding? People listen to your podcast all the time. So as you, thanks to the two of you, I'm launching my podcast, which yeah. is hopefully I, I'm launching it this week. For for people who are interested in launching a podcast, what advice would you give them? We we kind of um, we kind of just touched on some of this. Uh, Couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, we did. We come, but we kind of touched on like uh, a bit of the creative. I think. I think the thing is just be consistent. I, I think that's the biggest one people have trouble with because I've had a lot of people start podcasts and then they flail out. Yeah, and it's got to be like you got to have an itch to want to do something creative like that. So that that part, I think Eric, when he came aboard, uh, you know, a two thirds the way or a third of the way of our total catalog right right now it's like he he needed some outlet as well i needed something where i can bitch about business stuff Mm -hmm. i think there's something where you got to have that itch that you're like this oh this kind of satisfies it in a therapeutic a little bit kind of way but the part where you be where you're consistent about getting this out i chalk this up it's really hard sometimes when there's a lot of work to do and we got to do these podcasts sometimes but I've always made it a priority because in mar- I can consider this marketing if I really have to and kind of justify it that way, right? Because it is, it, it is marketing for a firm. It's not, it's not directly related, but I can go, okay, this is the only consistent marketing I do, really. And I know it works because I get people telling me I pop up in their newsfeed and stuff. So we're doing something right. But uh, I would say the biggest thing is consistency. Well, I love podcast because, as you guys both said, it's so conversational. You can really be yourself. Yeah. And it's just talking. But, Eric, you know, I wanted to ask you, do you – you know, I, I get these questions all the time. If you want to launch a podcast, can you just do it from your home or is it better to have certain types of equipment? I mean, you can uh, – your phone has an rec- audio recorder on it. You know, so that it, I've seen it done where you just hit record on your phone and the audio quality is not going to be great. But that's really, I mean, aside if you want to have it on Apple Podcasts and have it push out to, you know, the various platforms or whatever, you do have to have an account with like with us. It's Libsyn that, that hosts the audio. And there's a few things. But realistically, the barrier to entry is almost nothing. So there's really? six hundred thousand podcasts. Yeah, six hundred thousand yeah. podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I forget where I heard that, but I that I earmarked whenever I heard it, and I was like, Phew. and so the barrier to entry is really low. That's why it's appealing, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've even hit the saturation point yet. But we're focusing on video as as a thing where we see that as it's going to be inherently part of the podcast kind of process where this is. A podcast and streaming show we try to keep up in the game in the visual department because we don't have a we're, we're not we're not serena famous oh please we're, we don't have that following <laughs> you guys are too sweet. but a lot of uh, a lot of comedian buddies of mine have that following and so they can record it they can record on anchor on their phone yeah if you've ever heard of anchor it's an app that you it'll push it out for you like libsyn we use for a website host but or a audio host but 
they can get away with bad quality and stuff. We feel like we don't have that following, so we have to kind of up it in that. We have to kind of, exactly. you know, like Napoleon Syndrome, like a short guy if has you, to like yeah. make up for it by like, I'm, you know, like <laughs> roid out or like <laughs> is loaded or something. Yeah, if you're starting at zero and you're using your phone as your audio, like mm-hmm. how are you going to differentiate yourself from the other 599,000 podcasts? Right. So like... You can do that. You can do it on your phone, but like it, you're going to need to have something extra to really set yourself aside. I mean, that's why I tell people if you're going to have a podcast, have it about a fairly specific topic. You know, have it, you know, our pragmatic business advice. You know, yeah. when we're messing around and it's like, because, jokes. yeah, there's lots of guys, you know, there's dudes like, oh, you know, it's me and my buddies just talking about current events and stuff. It's like, oh, Are okay. You interesting? Right. Yeah. It's like, I hope you're as interesting as Joe Rogan, because good luck. It's not going to happen. We're curious, right? Like, a lot of people aren't curious to to procure a lot of stuff. Like, sometimes it feels easy to come in here and not be prepared, because it's like, this is I'm already looking this stuff up all the time anyway. So, my thing was always like, hey, I was on the phone. Like, I started a college football podcast probably like seven or eight years ago. Uh, We just revived it. We took a season off last season. It's called The Triple Option. We just revived it last night to get started for the season. And I just looked at it like, well, I used to call my buddies on the phone and we would talk on the phone for 45 minutes. And that conversation would be funnier about college football than any, and there wasn't college football podcast eight years ago. So uh, now there's a bunch, but my thing was like the phone calls we're having with my buddy, Tommy were, they were funnier than about college football it was better conversation than, you know, uh, than what was out there from ESPN and all this other stuff, yeah, which was very, very PC, yeah, very vanilla, like, very vanilla yeah. opinion. So it's like, okay, there's a lane, right? Mm-hmm. We can be anti ESPN. We can be, and Barstool really went that lane if you really think about it. But I saw there's an opening that way where we can do a podcast about college football. I watch it anyway. I love it uh, no matter what. Uh, and so if you're really passionate about a topic, that would be the first part right right absolutely because you're you're automatically you like talking but you're a very people person you like you you the way you just asked him that question was super professional too thank you you did like the setup i noticed like you did the the journalist setup it's like no eric i want to ask you oh i'll pay attention now you might as well point it over (laughs) oh me (laughs) i can't help it guys no 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 it's good that's good training we don't have that and that's that that it would be the difference in our shows is yours might be a better way of of questioning people is something they're used to, right? Because that's the way you were taught how to do on-air interviews. Um, and that's a good thing. I think people like that kind of uh, familiarity. I'm just saying that um, your your thing that you're passionate about, you're a people person. And that's I think that's what shines through. I think passion shi- shines through on podcasts or just anybody you gravitate towards, right? The YouTube channels, for instance. Like, what's the big deal with Logan Paul? right mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. just a 24 year old kid but he's super passionate about anything he's doing i yeah. i heard i heard him Dude. on an interview and i was like wow that guy's really intense and he's sm- he's smart but i mean like uh, bro my kids watch like minecraft a guy playing minecraft and all he does i just he just says everything really passionately right oh i'm gonna put this block here and i'm like you guys see what this is this is not he's not good right like he's not good at what he's doing he's just saying it with 110 percent and Avery just like whatever, I don't care. Shut up. Right. Why why is Alex Jones interesting? Right. Because he he looks like he actually believes the shit he's throwing out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And most of it he does believe. I mean, most of it he thinks is the truth. So if not all of it, but he 
his passion is entertaining. What's the worst thing if you went to a comedy club to see a comedian? Oh, he's pretty vanilla. Didn't have any opinions. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So it's kind of like, you know, there's a need to fulfill conversation that maybe people aren't having anymore. I think about that a lot, too. Um, When I was kind of holing up on my own a lot, uh, the previous couple of years, I would I would kind of listen to way more podcasts because I was like, oh, I'm I'm doing this so I don't have to think about my own shit These going are my on. Podcast friends, right? These, and well, they you, love you. Me. Do think you have like a weird intimate relationship because it's in your earbuds? Yeah, right. And it's consistent. Most well, people I, listen on their phone. Most mm-hmm. people, sixty percent of podcasts are listened to through iTunes. So we got to make sure you're hooked up on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. I heard sure. that stat the other day. I know. I'm just making sure. <laughs> just making sure. Um, but yeah, but that just shows you kind of, uh, there's 600,000 podcasts and then 60% of them, of all of them listened to are through that app. So they're the dominant one. I kind of compared it to WordPress if you do a website. So, oh yeah, I wanted to talk to you guys about that too. But the video is really important now too, don't you think? Because that's growing because I noticed that on your podcast, you have the video as well. Yeah. You know, just... Yeah, we want to step it up too. Like mm-hmm. we we're trying to always c- improve this process. Like uh, we even at, at one point we were looking into like is AR or VR even something we should kind of pay attention to? Yeah, because nah, that's too crazy right now. Yeah, I mean the, the amount of the processing price, power you need to make it happen is crazy. The price point needs to come down on that tech for us to kind of be able to do it. But it is interesting to keep our eye on it and go, okay, when is that point? Maybe we can be first movers on that, and just by just by riding that wave, right? A lot of podcasts got big because they were just the first ones, mm-hmm. right? Right. right. Uh, they were the, like 12 years ago were the first to get on iTunes. Well, there's not a lot of female podcasters, too. You that, told me a lot, right? Yeah. Um, like, I think there's they're more. The mind, they're they're coming, but I, I think uh, I think you can carve out a really good niche, uh, as, especially with your background, right? Because you have those credits that a lot of people don't. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you HLN. have a little bit of a head start. You know, you've got a lot of interesting successful friends that you can bring in to talk to you know around the tampa bay area that's not everybody gets to start out that way you know but also wisdom right experience times knowledge is wisdom so you're bringing that expertise to the table right i mean that i'm i'm very flattered that you guys say that but i do i mean i i have i have interviewed i saw her kick a kitten before we started (laughs) guys so don't think she's that great she's not that great i have had a fascinating career so far i do feel that like you know i've just interviewed so many amazing people right and um i love asking questions and i do think you're right i am such a people person i mean it doesn't matter who you are i just there was this couple right outside your studios, and I couldn't. Of course, I'm a klutz, so I couldn't get Punch my. Them. Well, I couldn't get my key. <laughs> so I aggressive. Get, no. I couldn't get my key out. Uh-huh. You know, so you know, and I'm trying to balance all these things, and of course, I start talking to them, and I'm like, "Oh, you guys are such a cute couple," and they were celebrating their wedding anniversary. Oh. And they met in Ebor on the right there on that bench. Oh, really? I mean, is that not so sweet? <laughs> Yeah, bring them up. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I just they can love make out on the couch over there. There you go. You know, I just, you know, I just, yeah, love talking. But to see, that's something that Eric and I probably wouldn't talk to them about, <laughs> right? And most people wouldn't either. So I think there is a, there is something where you have that inquisitive. But I think a lot of people, when they see you, they feel uh, their guard can be down to talk to you, right? Because I have resting bitch face when I walk around. So people think I'm just mad, and I'm like. 
That's just my face. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Again, I'm so <laughs> flattered by all these kind words. I'll pay you guys later. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, like, I think that's what has to bleed through is like, uh, you have to really do that. We call it like, uh, I, I kind of refer to it as going in the woods and doing shrooms to like know yourself, right? What are you bringing to the table with what you're doing? Because your name's on it. Our name's after our title for this one. So this one, so you have to go, what, I am, what am I bringing to the table? And sometimes you need some, some input from outside of yourself. But uh, we talk about finding that brand identity, that brand message. Who am I? What am I doing? Why am I better? Why should people listen to me? And asking those questions out loud sometimes actually it's like helps. like the uh, Asher Strategies uh, personality thing we Ooh, took. It's yeah. like it tells you exactly well, this is what you're good at. This is what you should be focusing on. And that's hard to do, to, to know yourself and your strengths. So if anybody wants... So that's a good pragmatic advice for this episode is if you do want to know who you are in the workplace mm-hmm. as, as far as your personality type, the we brought it up a bunch, but the Asher Strategies, it's called the APQ. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll tell you it'll give you a score according to this one was the sales oriented one I believe but uh, kind of sales executive and administrative it'll I tell you yeah I don't remember sc- that part but it's well, called APQ mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. like an online survey or it's or advanced it's personality questionnaire oh and so like they'll ask you like vocabulary questions and you're like which one's the most right and it'll give you five answers. And you're like, how does vocabulary? Yeah. Oh, all these can be right, but which one do I think is right? I think. Yeah, it's not a lot of right and wrong answers. It's more of a trying to figure out how your answer. How would you answer it? And then they put it all into a big pile and they spit out a score. So like, uh, my my we we did it. Both Eric and I didn't want to believe uh-huh. the results because that's we're kind of counterculture uh, knee jerk reaction to a lot of stuff. So if someone's like, hey, this is the new thing coming out, it's like. Pfft. That sucks. Um, so when we got the results, we were like, this thing doesn't know me at all, man. And then the further we got away from that test, it is like 100% accurate. Really? So. And I don't, we don't know how, it's only 80 questions. It's 150 bucks. We didn't, and that was money we didn't want to pay, didn't really have to put into this. Mm-hmm. But we had someone who wanted to buy this podcast out and make it a network, uh, buy the name, buy us, put us on salary, all that stuff. And he suggested it to us, and we're like, well, he hasn't been wrong from the stuff he told us throughout that whole process as far as kind of a mentorship. And so we're like, we should take it. So we took it, and it was like, this thing doesn't know me. (laughs) It wasn't that I was disappointed. I was just... You were disappointed? No, I was disappointed (laughs) that I didn't get a more, like, distinct thing, because I was, there's like a a quadrant, and it was Mm -hmm. like, oh, you might fall into this quadrant where you're more of this and that. I was like dead center where it's like you're just nothing. You're just like you do all you're you can be everything and nothing. So it, it was, was very it, it was an ego and empathy chart, right? Yeah. And so uh if you have a lot of ego and no empathy, you're like a, fi- a Fortune one hundred CEO, right? Those guys have like don't give a shit about anybody. Wow. So it basically determines what career would suit you best or what position would right. suit you yeah. best. Yeah. So it'll be like uh 
So I, basically, I was like, you'd I be a good br- teacher, is what oh. it said. I would be a good teacher. And he would is be a good the number one thing. He, he has patience to be able to do it. And uh, I can attest to that, though. I mean, you really, really <laughs> do. You. you really do. Thank you. Law, what about you? Okay. What did it say with you? My number. So my number one job title was uh, dynamic CEO because my empathy and ego scores were like in 80 out of 100 each. Mm-hmm. And so you need kind of that. Uh, to, you have to have enough ego to kind of go, I, I, I feel like this is the right decision, but too much is bad. Um, and then empathy, you need to be able to understand your audience or your target audience and, and the people you're working with and all that stuff to know when you're fucking up or, you know, know when without having that kind of know when the problems are going to arise without them actually explicitly being out there. Well, I totally agree with it, with with your assessment, too, because you're the one that gave me the chance, pushed me into this, and you follow through. Well, I'm I'm not good on that at all times, but it's something that when you came in here, it was like, I empathize with your situation where you're coming in. You're like, I need to make a career move. Uh, I won't go into detail why or how you got here, but I was just like, well, look, you can do shit on your own. Mm -hmm. The the thing we talk about too is like, you want to start a podcast, you want to do anything you can kind of youtube your way through a lot of it you just have to anything in life now the thing i have paid it is crazy the thing i do have patience with is being able to sit down and like rip through youtube videos and go okay i'm going to figure out how to do this yeah i wish i had the patience for that honestly you would think i guess i'm such a researcher though so i read everything but it's so much easier to watch it i'm like that too i don't like to have to watch a video and i I can i like to be able to read at my own speed and skip the stuff i don't want to you know that sort of thing I'm with you there. So one thing it told me I was more ops oriented than I am marketing oriented. And the score it was like the score for dynamic CEO is like 88. Um, and then uh, for ops, it was like 83 and then marketing was like 81. And so w- that makes sense to me. If you really think about it, the more, the further we got away from it, digital marketing is mostly ops it's mostly scheduling it's mostly automating it's mostly planning it really isn't the mad men days of like you're not doing a lot of creative yeah, laying on the couch throwing a football in the air see if you come up with ideas we can do the creative but we it, we could both do the math side as we were doing it so it was like to me that was like yeah it's not don draper you know going this is uh uh, right. Mojave Airlines yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Mo- Mohawk. Mohawk. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And so, I felt like I am more ops oriented, and that was kind of one of those things that taught me about myself that I didn't kind of realize. So, would you guys say it was a worth the hundred fifty bucks? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, in retrospect, I think it was. I want to be. We're still talking about it. I right. want to kind of like three right. years ago too. Yeah, it was November. I have it right here. It was November 30th, 2017. So, yeah, I mean, two years ago. It was, um, so like it'll tell you we're sales farmers, we're not uh, sales hunters or account farmers, not account hunters. That makes sense. We don't like doing hardcore sales. He's got a buddy that you meet him and you're like, that guy's a salesman, but not in a bad way. You're just like, I would buy whatever this guy's putting down. but we couldn't we couldn't do car sales. We couldn't do we'd hate ourselves for doing it. Yeah. But the relationships for that, we can do the long term re- relationship building with people, which is kind of what we've been doing here. 
So we're we're farmers, not hunters. How long have you guys had your podcast, the Sweat Equity this podcast? This one, um, three years. I don't know, something like that. I think it goes back to 2015, late uh, 2015. Oh, it may, maybe? we may have done it right I when I started remember. this firm. I can't remember because we did it once a week, and then now we've got it twice a week. So the episode, I can't do the math, but yeah, I don't remember. But it's yeah. And, and about book, three years. We were talking about booking guests is kind of the biggest pain in the ass. If we're mm-hmm. kind of bringing it all into like advice for a podcast, booking guests can be the hardest part. Yeah, um, scheduling. We Calendly, the better we got it on Calendly, the better I felt, peace of mind wise, where we can just send a link out yeah. and people can fill it out. If they don't, we just will go without a guest. That for us on a like I'm constantly worrying about when we were gonna record and like kind of there's a floating date so for us on a production side we're like why aren't we treating ourselves like the people that are uh renting our services now for podcasts and streaming shows and stuff so why aren't we just you know doing both episodes back to back you know at this time we'll have a backup time if that doesn't work out like last week yep and then uh and then we can just send the link out because I wanted to be able to, if I'm talking to someone, I don't want to go back and forth on text and going like, right. oh, here's, oh, let me talk to Eric and let me see if he's got, okay. And then I, I, that shit drives me nuts. And that test actually told me that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a low, I score a low on like administrative and clerical, like fucking hate it. I'm sure. I, I believe me. I can do it. So that's the other thing. It's what your proclivity is. It doesn't mean you can't do things too. It just means this is what you you'll tend to do and have the patience for yeah. Doing. If you keep doing something that's not what you want to do, you'll be depressed. And my project my it. project management score was low, and that bummed me out. So I started working on that and started going at it. The sto- stoicism philosophy, guys. <laughs> well, you know, as the journalist, <laughs> I'll I'll say, you know, for those that are just tuning in right now, you guys have been nominated for. Best podcast on creative loafing. So I am asking you what pragmatic business questions <laughs> on how to do a successful podcast. Yeah. Uh, You're mean, on the right track. I'm yeah. You're doing everything you can at this point. Yeah. And you do a lot of social stuff, too, that, I mean. Yeah, you're already better on social networks with it than we are. I mean, yeah, we can't. I we have some hard. weird barrier where we can't do a selfie video without wanting to hate ourselves. <laughs> and so, um, but but that's just that's probably a lot of reps too. You've been on camera so much that it you know how to do it. Uh, we feel goofy. We feel like we should be doing a sketch, and then we're like, oh, we're oh, a yeah. sketch. I know. Wait, <laughs> if it's not good enough. Wait, before we run out of time, can I hear about the Polk County neighborhood? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's um. See, that's good. He th- remembered yes, to bring it yes. back. Mm. So, it was a loose end. So I've been weighing in on some crazy crime cases, and a lot of them in Florida, but some also out of state. So this one is about a, nam- uh, um, a man named George Trapel and his victim, Peggy Carr. And he befriends her, and he ends up poisoning her with soda. <laughs> like, like Coca-Cola? <laughs> yeah. RC? <laughs> and Jolt. he... Um, what did he do? Just, keep, made, just got her really fat from drinking too much sugar? Yeah, pretty much. Really? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> slow, slow, slow burn. <laughs> the diabetes murderer. It's um, and he keeps on uh, trying to appeal his case, trying to get out. It happened a while back, and to no avail. He's still behind bars, 
But it's one of those fascinating stories on you don't know who your neighbor is. And I think sure. that I think that's just it's just one of those stories that you think the house next door, you know, everything is fine and you just never know Oh, trust me. I, what happens? I'm living at, behind If you get done doors. here, I'll have to tell you a story. Oh, like, yeah, boy. If you, yes. if you want to drive yourself nuts, uh, just go look up the Megan's Law map, especially when you live in Florida. You're like, oh, boy. What? You can see where all the sex offenders uh, are. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Well, That's you do, so but scary. you don't. I know. That is very, very scary. But you can... Um, so. When you're the, the dad, you're like, I got to protect this house. Right. So I started... Uh, you're on right. team security. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They're, uh, the do- my do- my gay dog's not going to do anything. Oh yeah, he's just he's a little twink. He's yeah. not going to do anything. Yeah. Well, you can watch the episode um, on demand right now. Okay, it's on headline news, and it's kind of interesting because, of course, people always say the craziest stories happen, you know, in the state of Florida. And I can honestly say, as a journalist in the newsroom, we would always something would happen in California. And we'd say, okay, what's the Florida connection? Yeah. It seems like it always comes back to Florida. Here's my case. All right. Uh, Florida, we take care of everybody, everybody's family member that is discarded from their family in Ohio or uh, Michigan <laughs> or New York. Uh, and we're taking care of them. If you were born and raised in Florida, I take umbrage with this because – I look at a lot of those weird stories. Mm-hmm. It's never a guy that's from here. No, never. Yeah. Never. We're such a transient state. Right. That Tampa's a lily pad kind of city or metro area. Like, we don't get people. The If you're born and raised here like we are, that's f- fucking rare. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And we're like, our generation starting to actually grow up here and not be so transient. But, I mean, look, if you read the news stories, it'll be like, all right, now I gotta find out where this this dude that uh, hooked up with a dog where this guy's from. Right, no, oh, but he's from Indiana. Okay, that's okay. We're fine. It's he came down because he has an opiate problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we take care. Of Florida. I say this on stage a lot. Uh, as look, you shouldn't make fun of Florida when I tell you I'm from there at the airport. You should be buying me a goddamn shot, or at least that <laughs> beer where you get the two dollar shot. You know, they try to upsell you, and you're like, yeah, I guess I'll do it. Fine. <laughs> but I'm saying like. We're taking care of your your grandparents, your uh, uncle with an opiate problem, or the uncle that is a deadbeat dad. Uh, we got it. We're yeah. taking care of him down here. We have to. We're the sanctuary state. You should be high fiving every Floridian you meet because we have to deal with it day to day. And I then have... that crazy Florida stuff. I don't see that at all. You like, don't think it's like partially because of the the sunshine laws that open up all these police reports that you can see more of it? Yes, I think that is part of it. Okay. Oh, we can't, I never thought about yes, that. Yes, no, that's a really good question, Eric, because that is, we do have more access yeah. to a lot of these cases than they do in other states. Right. Once again, too, I think there's been numerous studies that have been done that prove that the heat can influence criminal behavior. Oh, so... Yeah. Clearly, we're in a warmer climate. Um, It'll bring more homeless. It'll bring more people that, that sure. are, you know, couch surfing and stuff. When it I was in LA, I've worked with a charity that was like, they're trying to get 400 fam, 4,000 families with 4,000 homeless. Now it's got to be like 40,000 homeless people. It's insane now. But 
their deal was like, hey, L.A. is kind of screwed just because of where L.A. is. And I was like, oh, I never thought about that. The weather's so good. It's true. That you can sleep. You can sleep in a tent. And, it's absolutely and Skid Row. true. Like, and so Florida's got a little bit of that going on too, where you, most of the year you're not you're not worried. Because if you live in Chicago or Minneapolis or Boston, you're not going to. I mean, it's winters it, are hard. Winters are hard. Yeah. I mean, it's the truth. So you, so Florida attracts all sorts of people. Right. You yeah. Know? And um, second chance state. Second chance state. It's Second a sh- shady state, for, or what is it? Shady, shady. It's your line. God damn it. I forgot it. It's a bumper sticker. It's a sunny place for shady people. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's a good one. I love Florida, though, and I wouldn't give us up too. Tampa I, I'm like, home. you want to shit on Tampa? Go ahead. I More love room it. for us. I right. like it here. I right. Just don't it. take our baseball team to Montreal. All right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the they time. do, then bring it back. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> get you get the you middle. Ha- you get the middle part. We want the beginning and end of the season. That's all I want. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. I'm sure that I'd get in a lot of trouble for saying this. Why? But I want the baseball team in Tampa. Yeah, too. I yeah. mean in Tampa. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and not, not St. Pete. That's I know. not controversial. <laughs> no, it, when I heard they were thinking about Ebor, I was like, it's perfect. That'd be Ebor would be awesome. We re up the lease because of it. I like know. it's three blocks away. Oh Hell yeah. my gosh, it'd be. Perfect. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to afford that lease once they, once they do build <laughs> that it. I wouldn't be grandfathered in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I hope so. Okay, sorry I didn't talk about the case as in depth, but I am going to post a blog on it on SerenaFazan.com. All right, I'll look it See? up there. <laughs> Outro call to action. That's right. a pro right there. Oh, oh Jesus. Jesus Christ. Sorry, guys. God damn it. All right, we got to go another hour until I can let everybody forget about what that. What about my sweat equity? Sweatequitypod.com. Creative loafing. Vote for all of us. Oh,